This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. And you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. Folks, have we not entered the world of weird? The world of weird. Some of this stuff reminds me of like Art Bell with Coast to Coast. But no, folks, this is very real. This is what our government is hard at work doing. This is what the technocratic transhumanists are working on, folks, just the ability to control a human using a human mind through a transcranial electronic stimulation device, soon to be downsized to the Neuralink brain chip. Let's jump right back into Dr. Charles Morgan III. The uh, fine motor skill manipulation at that point in time was not great, um, but the person on the receiving end described the sensation as rather odd said I didn't know anything until I saw my hand beginning to move and felt that it was something other and its hand was moving, hand could punch in a code, hand could do a number of things. But the really fun part was that you're taking over somebody else's physical body with the mind of another human. Oh, do you hear this gentleman? Folks, this guy is employed by the government. He has government contracts, he's former CIA. He picks Navy SEALs. He said, the really fun part, the really fun part was controlling someone else's physical body with someone else's mind. Okay, if his job is to assess the dangers of technology developed by rogue states or rogue actors or rogue hackers or rogue brainiacs at universities 
he would be saying what I'm saying. And he would have said, this is dangerous, cadets. We need to stop this. We need to go take out this mad scientist at University of Washington. He said the really fun part. And I told you, he had that really creepy image up on the screen with somebody's head tilted back and a hand coming out of it like Freddy Krueger in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, like with the fingers gripped into the forehead and covering the person's eyes. And then he laughs. He says, wow, the really fun part. Do you understand? I know you do. I know you do. I don't want to sound like I'm talking down to you, but do you understand the dangers of being ruled and governed and controlled and corralled by the scientists and the engineers, the technocrats, now the technocratic transhumanists, because it's not just about controlling through technology, it's now the controlling through technology merged in with us, the merger of man and machine, the cyborg super soldier program, These are the bureaucratic guys that the government is hiring. Other bureaucrats are hiring to develop this sick stuff. The really fun part, folks. The really fun part was controlling another human's physical body with another human's mind. (laughs) Yes. Really fun, ladies and gentlemen. Really fun. Let's continue. So what do you think would be the next step? You follow medical research, you say, you can make a robot move, you can make a human hand move, um, what would you do next? What would you do next? Dude, I would arrest you, okay, and I would lock you in an insane asylum with my own hands. I don't even have to beam that signal to another person via a transcranial electronic stimulation device I would gladly do it myself. In the, if, if I was the ruler of this uh, country, people like this would be locked away as an endangerment to society. I don't know. We could give him one of those like Lego mine kits, and he could sit around and build robots all day in his prison cell, in his padded room, because these kind of people are absolutely nuts. I told you. They take it step by step by step until the point in which the progress they are making engineers humanity out of existence. This is what I'm talking about. You're seeing this guy's thought process in real time. This is his presentation that he gave to the government. The government paid him for this. All right. Does the government going to pay me to come in and give these kind of presentations? Because I would love to do it. I would say all of you are crazy. If you want to help the planet... Build a technological prison around the Capitol and don't let yourselves out of it. <laughs> I mean, seriously, folks. All right, let's continue. God, it's Saturday night. This is driving me crazy. I'm not going to be able to sleep now. You say, wow, they're getting brains connected to run things. Now you have to begin to think either like doctors or like, uh, you know, security and intelligence people, right? Can you? Yeah, security and intelligence people, wackadoodles. You actually send and receive sensory information, like the Matrix. Like the Matrix. There you go. Can you send and receive sensory information like the Matrix? And so 
when some of you, I know you're out there, that say to me, Dustin, you have the Matrix clip at the beginning of the show, basically Morpheus saying they're going to turn humans into batteries. And you've covered the Matrix here. You know, this is just sci-fi. It's not said so their own government people say this. Elon Musk said we're going to be able to transfer intelligent data packets back and forth uh, like the movie The Matrix. We're going to be able to upload a program to speak another language within a matter of minutes like in the movie The Matrix. And then we're going to evolve to the point where we don't have to speak. We can just transfer data back and forth looking at each other. I mean, they're the ones who say this, folks. They're the ones who say it. That's why I say, look to what they say. They are funded with unlimited money to do this stuff. They operate on no ethics or morals. You are a good-natured person. You do not want to believe there is evil out there. The people that get this level of power and wield this much influence are not good-natured people. They're not good-natured people. They want to engineer humanity out of existence. That is the natural conclusion to what they want to do, where they're going with this. Watch him. He's going to continue this madman. I'll show you a little bit of this experiment. The short answer is yes. So this one is called Mind is Like a Mad Monkey. So remember, he's showing the bubble... And then he's showing the mad monkey. So now we're getting into mind is like a mad monkey. All right, he's playing the video now. We were able to transmit brain-derived information from one rat to another. And basically got this pair of animals collaborating to solve. Now this is a doctor, uh, Miguel Nicolelis over at Duke University tactile and motor tasks. You know, there's a behavior box where the first animal is located and this animal is called the encoder because he's the one who does all the work. He's basically using his forepaws or his whiskers to perform either a motor or a tactile discrimination task. And while he's doing that, we are monitoring uh, its behavior and recording the brain activity that is being produced by this animal's brain and transmitting in real time all these uh, electrical signals to a second animal that is called the decoder. Well, this animal has the... Okay, let's pause for a second here. So these are, he's referring to the person, the animal doing the work as the encoder, and then the animal on the other side as the decoder, okay? So the encoder and the decoder, where before we had, what was it, the sender and the receiver, when it was in the place of the humans wearing the transcranial electronic stimulation helmets. Okay, so now he calls it the encoder and the decoder. Very similar to when I showed you guys about how deep fake video works, where you have the source video of, say, Barack Obama, and then the target video that you want to go and manipulate. So this is the encoder and the decoder. Key job of not having to do anything for getting a reward. The only thing it has to do is to receive this brain activity uh, into its own brain and then decode the pattern of information that the encoder has generated and indicate to us, uh, as through behavior, what it is that the first animal has discovered out there in the environment. So if the decoder gets it right, both animals get a nice uh, juicy reward. They get a nice juicy reward, a nice juicy reward. And what do humans get 
if uh, I am going to encode my actions, send them over to you in the audience. Let's pick somebody out there. Mike. Hey, Mike, how are you? Uh, and so you're going to decode the actions that I send to you that I'm encoding. And so then uh, we're going to get a nice juicy reward. I guess the juicy reward that we get is a paycheck. Okay. That's how they reward humans for doing horrible, terrible things. All right. I'm going to back this up a second and let this play through. What it is that the first animal has discovered out there in the environment. So if the decoder gets a rate, both animals get a nice uh, juicy reward. And that's what they want. And that's how they collaborate to actually get this job done. Uh, here you see in the next slide, uh, encoder animal waiting for a light stimulus that tells the animal which of two levers he has to press. Okay, so up on the screen, I just want to tell you, this is the slide from this doctor from Duke University. And so this slide says motor information transmission through a brain-to-brain -brain interface. Okay, so that's like Elon Musk Neuralink brain chip. To get a little bit of uh, a water sip. And the light says either press left or the right lever. So when the animal gets the light and is about to press the lever, we record the activity, electrical activity, from lots of cells in the motor cortex of this animal and instantaneously transmit this information to the brain of a second animal that is in another box and cannot see the light and cannot see what the first animal is doing. Okay, so let me just explain to you, because if you're in the audio-only audience, you're not seeing this. So basically, there's two boxes. So you have animal one, who's the encoder, and animal two, who's the decoder. All right, now, if they're going to get this right, they're going to get a sip of water, or whatever reward this psycho is going to give them. And so the animal one in front of them has, there's two lights, it looks like, and then there's a lever that can move left or right. So if the left light lights up, the animal has to push the lever to the left, okay? Well, the animal on the right, uh, the decoder, is getting the signal from the brain of the encoder that's transferring over to the decoder. The decoder doesn't see any light, okay? You got it? All right. This is the decoder. And he's receiving this information through very tiny little pulses of electrical activity that are delivered to the homologous part of the brain that the encoder is using to solve the task. So as the decoder gets this information and basically decodes the brain pattern originated in the encoder's brain, it responds to us behaviorally by pressing one or the other uh, lever to tell us that he got it right or not. Okay, so do you understand that? So what's happening now is the encoder does the action or thinks about the action, and then that action is transferred through the brain chip, all right, into the decoder's brain, and then the decoder moves the lever on his side. They're in two separate boxes. So he moves the lever on his side, meaning that he received the signal from the encoder, and then he goes and does the action. I know that's a lot to take in. It's real. It's right there. Think about it over this break, folks. I mean, just think about the possibilities. Think like a psychopath. I told you, I try to put myself into the mindset of a psychopath when I try to figure out what they're working on, what the goal is in the future. 
You have to think like an evil person. Then multiply that times a thousand percent because you can't actually think like a psychopath if you're not one. And so put your mind into the mindset of Dr. Charles Morgan III and what that government psychopath is thinking he can do with this kind of technology. Think on that, folks. We'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, I am going to control your thoughts, control your mind. Right now, you're just going to sit there and listen to the rest of this episode, ladies and gentlemen, because you are learning a lot. So I just controlled your mind with my thoughts and my words. All right, let's get right back into this. So I hope you understand that, you grasp that. They're now able to transmit this data uh, from this one mouse to this other mouse, the encoder to the decoder, and then the decoder performs the action that the encoder was thinking about, all right? So it's showing and it's proving that they can hack a mind. They can hack a mind. Now you know why Yuval Noah Harari calls us hackable animals. And someone the other day on Twitter sent me something saying, you know, we're, we're smarter, we're this, we're that, they can't hack us. If I didn't believe that they could hack us, I wouldn't be wasting my time doing this show. I fear these people, folks. This is the type of stuff I fear. I don't fear getting nuked by Russia. If that's supposed to happen and these crazy people are going to make that happen, then it's going to happen. What I fear is what's coming over the next three, four, five, ten years with these psychopathic scientists and engineers running this technocratic transhumanist society. That's what I fear. Honestly, I fear this. This is the type of stuff I have nightmares about. All right, let's continue. So it took some learning trials, but not many. It took 75 between them to achieve an accuracy rate of over 85% in just training their rats for a little while in the cages. But this was a milestone because it was not simply using the motor cortex to run a device. This was actually having one animal learn something and seeing and recording that activity and put it into the sensory cortex of the second animal and that animal acquires the knowledge. Okay, do you understand that? So what he's saying is it was different than just transferring the data that actually what happened is they were using the encoder, mouse one, to learn a behavior and then it's transferring that to the decoder and then that animal, the decoder, is actually learning and being trained by the mind of the encoder. All right, let's continue. It is able to act on the knowledge from the experience of, for something it has not ever done. Which is really fun when you think about it. Uh, with which is really fun when you think about it. This guy loves this stuff. Okay, again, former CIA loves this stuff. Let me back it up a second. We'll play this through. From the experience of, for something it has not ever done. Which is really fun when you think about it. 
would this facilitate language learning? Would this let you upload information when you don't know how to operate a device? Does it serve well for covert communication? This is done between two rats. What we do know um, is that DARPA did get permission for 500 um, operations to do deep brain electrode implants. They haven't published anything yet, but my guess is what you're looking at is human-human thought transference. And certainly in the open science world, that was published uh, last month. Actually, the brain-to-brain -brain transfer of sensory information in two humans. Okay, okay, okay. I need to roll that back because I want you to hear it again. He packs a lot of information in there, but he's saying that DARPA got permission to do this, okay, in humans, he believes, which means it's true. He knows exactly what it is. And so, and then he's saying in the open science world, so the open science world is Elon Musk, okay, is Peter Thiel. The things they talk about publicly would be open science. The closed science, right, the limited uh, uh, hangout there, the limited group is the dark budget stuff, what they develop out of DARPA, what they develop in secret at these universities undergoing government programs and then later released through the open science through people like musk and then they release on wired magazine and such let's just go back and so you can hear it all serve well for covert communication this is done between two rats what we do know um, is that darpa did get permission for 500 um, operations to do deep brain electrode implants deep brain electrode implants okay that's basically like the Neuralink brain chip I haven't published anything yet but my guess is what you're looking at is human human thought transference and certainly in the open science world that was published uh, last month actually the brain-to-brain -brain transfer of sensory information in two humans and they achieved a success rate of being right 85 percent of the time Okay, so he's saying in the open science world, again, this is back in 2018, that they had published a month before he gave this lecture that, uh, and let's see, just so you know, I want to be accurate here. This lecture was on June 15th, 2018. So he's saying in May of 2018, the open science world had published that they had been able to pull it off in humans with 85% accuracy. So you can attach one human brain to a device. You can attach the human brain to another human brain. You can direct motor activity, or you can send communication and information. What we Okay, so what he's saying now, you got all that, right? So you can connect the brain to robotics. You can connect the brain to robotics around the world. You can send information between the brain so that the brain can... Uh, uh, move the physical body of another human being, and now you can actually send basically training material between two brains. No, from the training trial data so far is that it probably requires, uh, it'll probably require a training trial between people as well. And we don't know from an encryption and encoding standpoint um, whether everybody's communication would follow the same patterns or not. It may be that two people have to train and then it's unique and then you have a, yeah, a decryption problem for someone if they decide they can intercept the signal. Right? That would be but you could plug in somewhere else in the world and learn something or see something or have somebody acquire the information that you have and you wouldn't have to carry a different device. Okay, do you understand all that? So now they're talking about encryption. They're talking about pirating and hacking. Uh, once they hook people up with this, can it be pirated and a different signal be sent? Do you see what they're doing? They're creating the problems, folks. If this wasn't being developed, if the psychopaths weren't working on this, 
If these guys were focused on natural life and delivering babies at home, free and clear of the hospital, it would be a much more peaceful world. But instead, DARPA is funding people like this guy and the other people uh, who were in the Cyborg Soldier 2050 paper I started to review for you to build this Frankenstein technology and then this guy goes in front of cadets at West Point Military Academy coming in there like Dr. Frankenstein saying, isn't it fun that we can manipulate the human mind? And I don't know, it could probably get hacked, but there's going to be some kind of encryption that goes on. I mean, does this raise the hairs on the back of your neck? This stuff is, if you haven't heard this before, I mean, this is, I mean, when we're looking for the boogeymen, Behind the curtains, I mean, do we need any more boogeyman other than this guy and Elon Musk and Peter Thiel? The guys who just say it right out in the open, folks. We get distracted about whether or not, uh, you know, we came from Tataria or if Bigfoot's running around in the woods. When these mad scientists are the boogeyman, folks, these are the bad guys. These are the ones working to hack humanity. And eventually engineer it out of existence. Let's continue with this madman. So that's what people are doing. There's a whole world out there of biohacking. I don't know if you're aware of it, but you should be. So normally at the university, we are well regulated by the uh, uh, federal laws about studying and experimenting on humans. There's a biohacking community that is not part of the official science community. Okay. Okay. So there's a biohacking community that is not regulated by the official science community. As he said, uh, the stuff they do at the University of New Haven, he is regulated, uh, you know, by whatever, the government. As if these guys that are regulated by the government and the military and the DOD, funded by them, are not biohackers. So the biohackers are the people doing this in their garages, in their basements. But the guys that are well-funded with billions upon billions of dollars to build transhumanist technocratic technology for the United States government are not the biohackers. No, they're the good guys. Oh, they're the good guys, folks. They are the good people. They love you. Oh, they love me. Dr. Charles Morgan III loves me and he loves you. Up on the screen, he now has a uh, photo it says uh, chlorine e6 ce6 administered to the eyes conferred night vision and allowed humans to see over 160 feet in the dark let's continue that is busy trying to attach hardware to humans and they do it in their basements uh, they study up on how to do the surgeries how to connect devices how to put motherboards in people um, and they may use it for some purposes, like phishing, using RFID signals in their hands to take information from you. But uh, there are some other interesting developments when you start thinking. Okay, okay. So what he just mentioned there was about these biohackers that, okay, so he said having an RFID chip reader in your hand. So basically, you have... This is a long story, and I don't know if I want to get into it, but I did a lot of research on this a few months back due to a friend of mine who was hacked and had money stolen out of their savings account. And so 
part of the research I did was on RFID chips located inside of your credit and debit cards, all right? So when you go to the store and you tap your card uh, on what you'd normally stick your chip in or you used to swipe your card, when you tap, all right, there's an RFID chip inside of the card. And so these hackers, what they do is they develop these RFID chip readers. And so... I found uh, a forum online with a guy who had a blueprint kit for building an RFID reader that you'd have basically in your backpack or in a purse, and you can hold the device in your hand, literally walk up into, say, like a crowded Costco or Walmart self-checkout area, and you can literally walk around and pick up and steal the uh, information off the RFID tap chip. Uh, within three or four feet of people. Someone claimed they did it within 10 feet of people. And so what he's talking about, I read about this, was there are people literally implanting the devices under their skin so they have the RFID reader chips like in their hand and you can't be seen. It makes it easier to steal the card information. Well, think about this. There are supposedly these biohackers implanting these reader devices under their skin to steal the information from the RFID tap chips why by the way it's pretty widely known that the rfid chips can be read from different smart devices like um, smart telephone poles and things like that as you're walking around in a city you can basically be tracked by this stuff but so if they did not have the problem which is a hackable rfid chip that they decided to put inside of your credit card right that you're tapping they can then be picked up by three foot to 10 foot. You wouldn't have the problem with the biohackers building the RFID chip readers. Do you see what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? They create the problems, right? They create the problems through their technology. Let me just rewind this for a second. Let's just finish up this piece from uh, Dr. Morgan. How to put motherboards in people. Um, and they may use it for some purposes, like phishing, using RFID signals in their hands to take information from you. But uh, there are some other interesting developments. When you start thinking about the fluidity of what you can do with the brain, they're experimenting with CE6 and giving people with eye drops night vision. For several hours, a person receiving the night drops can see over 160 feet in the dark. So. Okay, so he's talking about the eye drops that I mentioned to you, the chlorine they're putting into people's eyes that then give them night vision for several hours. Let's continue. It's a lot easier to look through your own eyes than it is to put on nods. And it will be a short time before you get a better solution than we get from the biohacking community. But it could also be readily available to almost anybody on the planet. Um, it's going to be harder to keep this under control than it is to keep the special lenses and uh, night vision technology. Um, Okay, so there he's talking about how they're going to walk away, the military, with technology that they're going to pick up from the biohackers, like putting chlorine in their eyes for night vision for a few hours, right? So one of the things that I've always believed is that these sort of bio, you know, let me take a note of this uh, because I want to show this to you in a future show. There are a number of these weird type of biohackers, but also in other situations related to, uh, I, I won't get into it here, but 
where the, where there are people that I tend to believe are sanctioned by the government are working in sort of uh, deep ops research, sort of like a Charles Manson situation with the crew that he was leading. And so these guys are out in the wild. Now they'll call them biohackers. And they're there doing experiments in people's basements, sort of like MK Ultra mind control type of stuff. But really, they are sanctioned by the government to do this stuff out in the wild and then the so basically they're using criminals and such that are unwittingly being used as guinea pigs for the government to test out certain things that maybe are unethical in the sense that maybe they can't get a scientist who's got some morals and some values and ethics to agree to do this stuff in a fort dietrich lab uh so they kind of release it into the black market and they do it out in the the real world and then they pull back the technology and they figure out what happened and maybe uh, seven criminals went blind or died but it's okay because it didn't happen as an official part of the government and so that's what he's talking about there then he's also telling them the cadets that now this night vision won't be protected in the way that they could uh, stop people from getting access to the technology to build the lenses for night vision because if this gets out on the black market then all these criminals could have access to the night vision all right, that's what he's getting at there. But, folks, we've got to wrap it up. I started off real nice tonight, all about the midwifery, all about the picnic, all that good stuff. And it was for a reason, because I knew we were going to get into the darkness. All right, so think of the first part of the show as the chlorine drops in your eyes, folks. That was to give you the night vision to get through the darkness that we had to enter into here with Dr. Charles Morgan III. Ladies and gentlemen, when we return tomorrow, which will be the Sunday going into Monday show, we're going to finish up Dr. Charles Morgan so we can move on to another madman, Dr. James Giordano. Ladies and gentlemen, sleep tight. Don't let Dr. Charles Morgan bite, because if you do, you never know what type of cyborg superhuman you're going to turn into. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. Have a great day. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold.